Well, hello and welcome to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. Thank you for joining us. And uh, if it's your first time, welcome. If you are a regular dropper into the Jazz Focus, you know that we explore the highways and byways of classic jazz. And today, we're going to be listening to some music that was recorded in England in well, the middle to the late 1930s. This was done by a group called the Six Swingers. The Six Swingers was really a studio group, although they did make some occasional tours and personal appearances. They were led by a piano player named George Scott Wood. Now, George Scott Wood was a very interesting figure in English music history, especially in the 30s and 40s. He was a proponent of what came to be known as light music. Uh, he ran the light music division for Parlophone Records from 1930 till the late 30s, I believe, and, uh, and somewhere in the mid-30s he became the director of light music for EMI, which was a conglomeration of different record labels in England, including HMV, uh, Victor, and Parlophone, Regal Zonophone, and so forth. So he was responsible for supervising, running, and organizing recording dates. In fact, that's pretty much what he did. He was a very good piano player. He was born in Scotland, Glasgow, Scotland, in 1903. He was a uh, something of a prodigy. I guess he was a concert pianist, and he uh, started playing with dance bands and uh, cruise ship bands in the 1920s. He came to the United States on a cruise ship in 1924 and was exposed to some more of the new jazz style, which influenced his later directions. Uh, he was playing and arranging for Jay Whidden, who was an American leading a dance band in England in the late 1920s. And then, as I said, he became the director of light music and several different recording labels. And he recorded with a multitude of different bands. Um, under his own name, George Scott Wood, sometimes called Scott Wood in his orchestra, and uh, many others. He was also an accordion player. He had an accordion band that was fairly uh, popular at one time. Uh, but his uh, lasting contribution to jazz, I guess, is what we're going to be talking about today, the Six Swingers. And these musicians were drawn from various British dance bands. Initially, they came from Bert Ambrose's band, but um, it was like many swing era groups in the United States, Lionel Hamptons and uh, Red Allens and so forth, that really just drew on whoever was in town at any given date. Um, there were a few constants, which we will talk about. In this first session, which was done for Regal Zonophone on uh, October 29th of 1934, we have Max Goldberg on trumpet and mellophone, Lou Davis on trombone, and Freddie Gardner on clarinet, alto, and baritone sax. And these were three of the most accomplished jazz horn players in England at the time, especially Freddie Gardner. He is uh, as close to a constant in this band as we we can get, other than George Scott Wood himself on piano and arranging. Uh, Gardner was an extraordinary alto player especially, but he played very good clarinet and baritone and even tenor sax as well. But his alto playing was really uh, beyond anybody uh, playing in Europe at the time. He was initially, uh, I think... Um, influenced by Jimmy Dorsey, but he later became much more influenced by Benny Carter and even played on some Benny Carter recording sessions. And his playing was uh, mistaken for Benny Carter's in a couple of, uh, couple of instances. So as I mentioned, George Scott Wood on piano and arranging, and the arrangements here are really quite extraordinary in some places. Uh, we're going to be focusing more on the jazz tunes, but they did quite a lot of dance band music and vocal recordings as well. Albert Harris was on guitar, Dick Ball on bass, and Max Bacon on drums. We're also going to hear some vocals by Sam Brown. And the first tune we're going to hear is Your Mother's Son-in-Law, uh, the tune that had been recorded in the first tune by Billie Holiday, although it wasn't recorded for her for, well, I guess it had been recorded just in the past few months, as a matter of fact, done with Benny Goodman's orchestra. 
And we're going to jump over to a tune called um, uh, Georgia Rockin' Chair. Nice uh, sort of a ballad. This goes from, comes from, I should say, January 10th of 1936. All the early recordings were done for Regal's on a phone. Um, the personnel on this was Harry Owen on trumpet, Jock Fleming on trombone. In this case, no Freddie Gardner. It was Harry Hayes on clarinet and alto sax, another very accomplished player. Wood on piano. Joe Young on guitar, Dick Eskett on bass, and Jock Jacobson on drums. And the vocal in this case was by a fellow named Frank Kerslake. Then we're going to hear a tune, nice little meet the band tune called, suitably enough, Meet the Boys. Same band, although Freddie Gardner comes back and replaces Hayes on clarinet and alto and Barry, and all of the players are recognized by name. This is from June 2nd of 1936, and this was actually recorded uh, for and released on Columbia. Then we're going to play a tune that uh, was known a little bit in the United States. Uh, I think there was a Fats Waller recording of this, and uh, it was a very pretty ballad. It's called Weatherman. That was from September 13th of 1935, and we're going to hear Billy Farrell on trumpet. He played trumpet on quite a lot of these sides. Ted Heath on trombone. Of course, he led a very notable big band later on. Freddie Gardner again. George Scott Wood. Joe Young on banjo and guitar. Uh, Dick Escott on bass, Max Abrams on drums, and uh, in this case, we're going to hear uh, Marjorie Steddeford on vocals. We're going to finish up uh, that set with uh, a medley, and there were several medleys that they did, uh, this band, and they called them Hot Pie. There was another series which was Hot Piano Pie, just piano solos, and then there was another one that was... Um, evergreens of jazz, but we're going to play the first Hot Pie, Hot Pie Part 1, and this is a medley of Bugle Call Rag, Some of These Days, and After You've Gone, from December 18th of 1934, and that was the band that featured Max Goldberg and Lou Davis, and we're also going to hear an added piano, Arthur Young, who was more of a jazz piano player than George Scott Wood was. Uh, Wood was a, a, a capable pianist, but he was not really a jazz player. So this will give us our introduction to the six swingers, your mother's son-in-law, Georgia Rockin' Chair, Meet the Boys, Weatherman, and Hot Pie number one. I 
sleeping in my Georgia rocking chair. Bluebirds all come flocking in just to see me rocking in my Georgia, Georgia rocking chair. And as I open up the latch on the door, there's somebody there to patch my troubles once more. And the folks all know me, it's homey like it was before. Georgia, 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 my ideals are higher in little I require in my Georgia rocking chair. My belief gets stronger in as I linger longer in my Georgia rocking chair. Someday, Mother Georgia, I'll be heading towards you. Let the world go grumbling, I'll feel proud and humble in my Georgia, Georgia, Georgia rocking chair. Georgia rocking. combination we can give you information listen carefully we'll explain how this little band made its name we can swing most any number from the classics to the rumba one two three four five six men six little swingers sound like ten we can bust all the good old good ones we can tear off a tune that's new hear the bugle and the drum did you hear how they took that cue? Oh, we don't mind if Jonah mocks us. We don't care if Collie knocks us. Listen, everyone, high and low. Meet the swingers, here we go. In addition to playing piano, George is leader of this little band. So I'll ask him to play. In his own swingy way A few bars of his own special brand Owen blows the trumpet, play top C and he will trumpet. Step up, Harry, hit him high, show the people that's no lie. Freddie Gardner is the tax man, he can charm the income tax man. Step up, Freddie, make it hot, give the public all you got. Jock Jacobson, he's the next man. What a drummer and effects man. Step up, Jock. Gee, what fun. Show the people how it's done. Joe Young is the plectrum waver. Never known to miss a quaver. Step up, Joe. Let it go. Give the public all you know.
Now Jock Fleming, nicknamed Slider, plays trombone and what a glider. Step up, Slider, give us tone, play it with your old trombone. Then Dick Escott plays the bass note, slaps an odd one, plucks the grace note. Step up, Dick, swing that bass, meet the people face to face. Jock, Joe, Slider, Dick. Thank you. 
Some very compelling uh, swing arrangements of pop tunes uh, of the period and of a slightly earlier period as well. The arrangements all done by George Scott Wood. Very utilitarian, but well well written and well performed as well. Just uh, professional all the way and with some exceptionally good solos as we will be hearing going along. So we started out with your mother's son-in-law and ended up with Hot Pie Number no. 1, both of those from 1934 for Regal Zonophone. Hot Pie Number no. 1 had Bugle Call Rag some of these days and after you've gone, and all of those featured Max Goldberg on trumpet, Lou Davis on trombone, Freddie Gardner on clarinet, alto and baritone saxes, George Scott Wood on piano, Hot Pie also uh, featured Arthur Young on piano, Albert Harris on guitar, Dick Ball on bass, Max Bacon on drums, and Sam Brown on vocals. Then, uh, the second tune we heard that Georgia Rockin' Chair, very pleasant little tune, uh, with a vocal by Frank Kerslake, slightly different band. We heard Harry Owen on trumpet and Jock Fleming on trombone, along with Harry Hayes on clarinet and alto. That was his only outing on this show. Joe Young on guitar, Dick Eskett on bass, and Jock Jacobson on drums. From there, we went to Meet the Boys, which was a couple of sessions later. That was for Columbia. The uh, Georgia Rockin' Chair was in January of 1936. This one is in June of 1936. Meet the Boys with a vocal by Sam Costa, who was a regular singer with this group. And basically the same band with Freddie Gardner uh, retaining his place or returning to his place on clarinet, alto, and baritone. Then we heard that really lovely tune, Weatherman. It's too bad that doesn't get uh, revived more often these days. That was from 1935, and that featured um, a lady named Marjorie Steddeford on vocals, along with Billy Farrell on trumpet and Ted Heath on trombone, pretty much the same group as the earlier one as well. 
So we're going to go on and hear another set of these. Uh, this band was remarkably prolific. Uh, at least a couple of hundred sides were recorded between uh, Your Mother's Son-in-Law, which was the first one, 1934, and going up until World War II intervened and, and, and the band pretty much had to suspend activities in March of 1940. Uh, but enough for four or five CDs worth anyway, and a lot of it has been released on various labels over the years. Um, not everything, but uh, a good selection, so that's what we're taking it from today. So the first tune of our second set is a familiar tune uh, done by Jimmy Lunsford and his band. We also just or did a version on a podcast of Willie Lewis and his entertainers of this song, which was Rhythm is Our Business. And that was a Jimmy Lunsford song, another one that kind of introduces the band. Marjorie Stetterford sings this one as well. Um, and uh, this features, uh, or this came from June 27th of 1935. And again, Billy Farrell, Tony Thorpe, Freddie Gardner in the front line, along with George Scott Wood on piano, Joe Young on banjo and guitar, Dick Eskett on bass, and Max Abrams on drums. Then a nice hot version of uh, the earlier tune, The Dark Town Strutters Ball, done by Shelton Brooks. And uh, this tune was done on July 1st of 1935 with the exact same band except Ted Heath replaces Tony Thorpe. Ted Heath was really a fine trombone player, as was Lou Davis on that first couple of sessions. They were really uh, two of the big three trombone players in Britain in the 30s and 40s, the other being George Chisholm. So after Darktown Strutters Ball, we're going to hear a tune called Harlem, and this is a kind of an oddball tune. The melody is very much reminiscent of Moton Swing, except uh, the mode is not. It's in a minor mode, the bridge is different, the chords are different, but the melody is very similar to uh, the Benny Moton tune, Moton Swing. And uh, that uh, will be done by a band uh, of also called the Six Swingers, of course, which will include Harry Owen on trumpet, Jock Fleming on trombone, Freddie Gardner on various reeds, uh, George Scott Wood, Joe Young on guitar, uh, Dick Eskett on bass, and in this case it was, I believe, Max Abrams on drums, and was also occasional accordion playing in here, which was George Scott Wood. I mentioned he was an accomplished accordion player who had an accordion band that had some popular radio broadcasts, and I believe toured during the war years and after them as well. Then we're going to go to the standard Chicago uh, from March 18th of 1937. We're into the Columbia sides at this point, and uh, that features a somewhat different band. Bill Gaskin is on trumpet with Jock Fleming, Freddie Gardner, George Scott Wood, Joe Young, Dick Escott, and this time Sid Heiger on drums. So you can tell it was a floating personnel. Then we're going to hear a tune called The Snake Charmer that was recorded by a few bands. I think the Louis Primas in the 1930s and some others as well. Don't know who the vocalist was on here. Uh, the personnel gets a little murky. Brian Rustin, his discography after 19, the end of 1937, says it's impossible to determine, but probably are largely the same. Pretty much uh, it's assumed that Freddie Gardner is the alto player. And I think most of the tunes we're going to be hearing from here on out will feature him on alto. His playing is so distinctive. But the Snake Charmer was, as I said, February 7th of 1938 and has a lot of the same band and an unknown vocal. Then we're going to finish off with a tune called Swing and Sway, a pretty standard swing tune. Uh, I'm including this because it has some great solos. It was an instrumental, no vocals in this case, May 10th of 1938 and some really good Freddie Gardner. So those are our tunes for our second set of the six swingers. Rhythm is Our Business, The Darktown Strutters Ball, Harlem, Chicago, Snake Charmer and Swing and Sway. Swing and 
Rhythm is our business, rhythm is what we sell. Rhythm is our business, business sure is swell. If you're feeling blue, rhythm's what you need. If you've got rhythm, then you're bound to succeed. Rhythm is our business, rhythm is what we sell.
chummer from old Baghdad Found out that Swain was the newest fan Every night beneath the moon He would practice on a tune He drove all his neighbors mad Though his friends tried to make him stop Told him swing was a total flop He kept on playing with them just the same Till at last came the lucky day When his swing made the sultan's way From then on everyone knew he was famous Now he's got a million fans Owns every band in the caravan And he's making plenty dough Jamming on the radio The snake charmer from old Baghdad
So we started out that uh, set with Rhythm is Our Business, vocal by Marjorie Steddeford, uh, June 27th, 1935. Some good playing all around, some particularly good playing, I think, by um, uh, Tony Thorpe there on trombone. I believe it was he on trombone. Uh, it could have been Lou Davis, but I think it was Tony Thorpe. And... Uh, Freddie Gardner on alto briefly. We heard some good piano, actually, by George Scott Wood, who, as I said, was not known as a jazz piano player. Then the Darktown Strutter's Ball. Good, solid, swingy version of that with Ted Heath on trombone. I omitted the vocalist's name, which was Brian Lawrence on that. These were all studio vocalists, I believe, who were engaged to just add some, some vocal familiarity with the numbers to sell some records. Then we went to that unusual tune, Harlem. Very interesting uh, thing there, and it was uh, done in 1936 in a minor key. As I said, it had a lot to do with uh, the song Moton Swing. Following that, we went to Chicago, a familiar tune, 1920s tune that uh, was done uh, here by the swingers with Billy Gaskin on trumpet, Jock Fleming on trombone, Freddie Gardner doing some very fine clarinet playing in there. He was a better than average clarinet player, although alto was his primary instrument. George Scott Wood on piano and arrangements, uh, Joe Young on guitar, Dick Eskett on bass, and Sid Heiger on drums. That was from March of 1937 on Columbia. And uh, be remiss in not pointing out again the fine arrangements by George Scott Wood. He did arrangements for big bands, as I said, for accordion bands, for singers. That was really his thing. He was, in, in a way, kind of the... Uh, uh, the shadow of Ray Noble, who did all the great arrangements and so forth for uh, HMV in the 1930 to 34 period, at the same time that Wood was at uh, Parlophone. And uh, that was a, a good job in England uh, for a good musician to be the director of those music programs. So after Chicago, we went on to the Snake Charmer, kind of a neat tune. Don't know who the singer was from February of 1938. Some good Freddie Gardner on alto and some clarinet as well. And then we finished up with Swing and Sway. No vocal on there, just a good series of, of, of solos from May 10th of 1938. And again, outstanding alto playing by uh, Freddie Gardner. We're going to hear quite a bit of great alto playing on this next set. Uh, these are from a slightly later period. Uh, quite a range of tunes on these Six Swingers recordings. We're going to hear uh, first up a tune called Nellie Dean, which I believe was a, an English uh, tune from the 19th century, kind of a folk or a, or a music hall tune perhaps. It's got that kind of 19th century quality, but a very hot trumpet solo by somebody and a wonderful alto solo by Freddie Gardner from October 7th of 1938. Then we're going to hear a tune called Indianola, which was a popular tune in the 1920s. Uh, Red Nichols and some other bands recorded this. This was from June 7th of 1938, a little bit slower, a little more atmospheric as well. Then an original, I believe it was a George Scott Wood original, called the Park Lane Strut. Uh, and this was a, a good uh, swinging tune from the same session that brought a swing and sway, uh, another instrumental from May 10th of 1938. Then a curiosity, I put in a very uh, good performance of a tune called Joseph Joseph, which was uh, a takeoff on a, on a Jewish folk tune or a, or, or a Jewish dance tune called Yassel Yassel, which Klezmer bands played. Uh, it was brought to the attention of the Andrews sisters, and uh, they sang English lyrics to it, maybe to try to do a follow-up to By Mirabiz to Shane. Um, but here, George Scott Wood and the singer, uh, whoever it is, sings uh, the standard lyrics and then ends up with Yassel Yassel. Kind of interesting, and some good solos, too, from December 1st of 1938. Then we're going to finish up with the very old 
standard Chinatown, my Chinatown. Um, and this takes its uh, marching orders from the Louis Armstrong version, obviously, but has probably, I think, the best Freddie Gardner alto solo of this whole uh, sequence. And this is from February of 1939. So that is our set with the six swingers coming up. All for Columbia, 1938 and 39. Nellie Dean, Indianola, Park Lane Strut, Joseph Joseph and Chinatown. There's an old mill by the stream where we used to sit and
Joseph, Joseph, won't you make your mind up? If I knew just how I stand with you, my heart's no clock, then I can stop and wind up each time we make up after being through. So listen, Joseph, Joseph, time is fleeting, and here and there my hair is turning gray. Thank you. 
So there we have the Six Swingers, featuring Freddie Gardner on alto saxophone and clarinet. And I told you a lie. I said he was on all of those. He was not on the first one, Nellie Dean, which featured a tenor sax player and a, frankly, poor clarinet player. So neither was Freddie Gardner, as far as I know. But a nice trumpet solo by somebody, and it's unfortunate we don't know who these soloists are in some cases, except for Gardner and Wood. Then we went to Indianola, a little bit more of an involved arrangement there. And then a real piano feature, Park Lane Strut. I believe it was composed by George Scott Wood. Very chromatic and shifting textures there. Then that interesting version of Joseph Joseph, the Jewish uh, dance tune that the Andrews sisters had had a bit of a hit recording with in the United States. And finished off with a very hot version of Chinatown with an outstanding alto solo. Freddie Gardner was really one of the most remarkable musicians of the period in Europe. And if he had been in America, he doubtless would have uh, made a much bigger splash over here. Uh, he unfortunately passed away at the age of 40 in 1950 after making hundreds of recordings, straight-out jazz recordings, um, even appeared on some early bebop sessions, and he did some classical or semi-classical saxophone recordings, a very widely varied musician. So you've been listening to The Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark, and we are delighted to be here with you. Hope you're enjoying these programs. If you'd like to suggest some future ones, please do so. My social media presence is uh, my band name, Wolverine Jazz Band, wolverinejazzband.net and Wolverine Jazz Band on Facebook and Instagram. And contact me if you have any great ideas. So thank you very much, and I'll see you on the other side.